I talked to Madame Poplai, and it seems that we can make arrangements to travel with them north to New Urn and then Lamb's Respite. I thought we were going to go after, uh, who was that fellow? Um, the, the Far Traveler. You're planning on leaving? I'm not. No. Yep. I was actually going to suggest, with everything that's going on, that we probably shouldn't leave you here if we go. Is this your first time owning an elk? An elk, yes. I owned a, a horse previously. Moot? Yeah. What's with the magic moose? What is that? What do you mean? The magic moose. They have guns, they have spears, they have swords, they have bows, they have arrows. They have a lot of weapons. They're well equipped. I say quietly, I wonder if they have health care. I see that there are seven of you. But where is the ace? I ask you to be honest with me. If you cannot be, we will turn this caravan upside down. And you leave Ashby, heading towards Newern first. And finally, towards Lamb's Respite. Welcome back. We are actually back in session now for The Gate Chronicles. This is season one, episode 20, and I am your game master for today. My name is Emily, also known as Snow, and let's go around this table and introduce ourselves. Hey, I'm Quentin. I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York. I, I finally remembered how old I am. I can't remember how tall I am now. I stayed fit through my love of nature and hiking. If you have any interest in figuring out what all of us look like, you can also go to missingroleplayerfound.com and go to the About Us page and look at the characters and cast. Hi, my name is Jaden, and I play Finnevere Avir, a lively bard from the humble village of Taba, looking to better himself while traveling. He aspires to be a uh, wonderful merchant. Uh, hi, I'm Andrew, and I play Alan Taylor, the respectably six-foot bearded weirdo from Ohio who lacks his upswept hair. My name's Zach. I play Alfred Kenneth Mest, 35-year-old who got into the pharmaceutical engineering business, ended up out in the middle of the woods with a bunch of guys, and now we don't know what's going on, but we're trying. If everybody remembered last time, we ended by heading out of Ashby. Surprisingly enough, it seemed the time to leave Ashby had come, but not without notice. As the crew boarded the wagon, the caravan was stopped by the seemingly desperate Red Guard. While they managed to dodge the bullet after the brief encounter with Captain Wernsberg, they cannot help but be worried about the warning he issued to them. And now, although the ride has been bumpy, you have found these five days surprisingly calm. As the caravan makes its journey from Ashby to Newern, perhaps your fears were unwarranted. At this point, you have become acquainted with the cabin mates, it's a small family of three traveling to Newern to visit a newly arrived member of their clan. There's Igthar, who is the father. He is a farmer. There's Driselda, who is his wife. Igthar is a dark-skinned man, very freshly shaven. It doesn't look like he's dressed the way he wants to be, but it seems that Driselda is making him keep up his appearance. And then Driselda is tan-skinned, also a farmer, but she appears to be pregnant. And then they have their daughter with them, an older girl named Andriana. 
She has large patches of milky white skin that is spread randomly across her dark skin. And Andriana has been mostly quiet for the trip. For the most part, you guys have been encouraged to stay inside of your wagon, except for during the brief rest periods and evening when the wagons pull off and situate themselves for rest. For most of the days you've traveled, it's been pretty foggy and murky, so it hasn't been too pleasant. But you guys have had some time for a little bit of downtime, so let's go around the table and let's uh, just let everybody know what our characters have been doing for about the five days that you guys have been traveling. I want to talk with Igthar. A very, it's a very large amount about the, the, the different crops, methods of farming, and irrigation that this present uh, world has. Okay. I want to um, know about the crops. That sounds good. Why don't you roll a diplomacy for me? So that's an 18. Okay. So with your 18, you have some conversations over these period of days with Igthar. And you actually, as you're talking with him, he gives you some tips on how to cultivate plants in the area. And actually, you can either take a bonus. Now, this will be a miscellaneous bonus, and it is permanent in this regard. If you take it as profession for farming, you can take it as permanent. Otherwise, it would be for uh, survival for the area only, so it would only last for as long as you stay in this region. I have profession farming. So add it as a miscellaneous bonus of one. Woo! Farming. So we got Alan Taylor, who spent a good amount of his time talking with Igthar. How many days would you have done that by? Mm, Probably for the better part of a day or two. Okay, so about two days. Okay, so... Then for if it's been a, for a day or two, you can choose another activity, but we're going to move on. So just mm-hmm. think about what else you would do. All right. So what about Finnevere Avir? Oh, I, I think you'd be quite intent on learning about a few things, as well as trying to see if he can sway the caravanners with his uh, limericks and whatnot. And see see how his uh, cords stack with any other local bards, if there's any around. But uh, the most important thing is he'll be going after specific sets of information. What kind of specific sets of information? Uh, I want to learn about what kind of place Senna is, what I can learn about Ram's respite, uh, respite, and uh, I think this is the first time I've heard about Newern. For the most part, most of the caravanners have been staying inside of their own wagons during, even during the evenings. You do see some people that have wandered around during those times, but most people are inside of their wagons. Uh, He would go around the other, uh, when we stopped, that would be his time that he has more or less been waiting for all day. So he'll go around, try to catch anyone who looks like he can catch their ear. Uh, but you said there's only just the other three people that are in the caravan with us? In your wagon, in our, there yeah, are in only our wagon. three other ones. I'd probably try to chat it up with them. Vinever's a very curious fellow. He loves rumors. He loves to hear about what people have been up to, if for no other reason than to collect uh, data. This is his time to see the world. Very exciting. Go ahead and roll a diplomacy. Uh, that'd be an 18. So with that diplomacy, um, and here's one thing that you can do. You can either gain information or you can gain a miscellaneous point with an associated skill with like one of the individuals that you talk with. Okay, so like a diplomacy plus one towards this uh, particular person, like whoever I'm talking with. So no, no, no. So you earn a miscellaneous point. You learn a part of their skill. You don't get a rank in it. You get a miscellaneous point, which adds into your total. Okay. So, so you learn. You can learn a skill. Uh, what skills can I, I use that towards? So there is the hunter slash blacksmith guy. He can give you survival or craft weapons. There is the baker who can do one of the crafts. So basically you could learn an associated craft or you can learn a basically a profession skill. Otherwise, it would be something like survival. General goods, you can learn a little bit more about local stuff. 
we can get a knowledge for local. I, I think that would probably be best suited to my character who is trying to, you know, he's trying to be a merchant. So learning the local area and what what's good around, I okay. think, uh, fits. So it's plus one in this area. Yeah, plus one in this area. And what area? How, how do we count that? So how, you're how heading towards Newern, and that is the information that you're getting. So you'll get some information on Newern. Some things that your character learns about Newern, it is a village that it is on the rise towards becoming a town. It has about an average population on the good year, about 300. It is located in a wetland, like a marsh, and they are unaffiliated with any government structure currently. Uh, I would imagine they are self-governing though, right? They uh, have an autocracy, so they are self-governing. What I learned, do they have a, a main export? Newern is just a stop for the caravan. They are not known for their exports. They are mainly for location purposes. Like distance between Lambs Respite and Newern just adds a rest stop that a lot of people would take. That can be a, a type of export as well. A bunch of local goods go in and out from other places. So very interesting. Okay. Uh, it's a hub town. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very exciting. Thank you. All right. And I'll come back around. We'll probably have another set of things that you guys could do during that downtime. What is something, though, that Mr. Mest would be doing? First thing on my list of things to do would be Mest would probably be working with some of his potion brewing. And one of the first things he'd be attempting is to find some way to make his health potions taste a little better. He would probably go about trying to get a hold of like some small fruits or something and try adding secretions from the fruits to it to see how they reacted. Mm, secretions. Yes. I like that mm, word. Secretions. secretions. Yeah, secretions from the from the fruit. This this looks like a strawberry. Does it taste any good? Okay. Not, not bad. Um, so how many days would you dedicate towards this endeavor of making your potions and uh, trying to improve their taste and flavor? Honestly, he would probably spend most of the trip doing this. And then towards the end of the trip or when we're starting to get closer to our destination, I do have something that I'd like to ask Amali. Okay. So. Well, currently it's about five days that have passed. But you're not sure so. how far you are from your trip being over. For every potion that you make, you have to basically roll to surpass the DC, which is five plus the caster level for the item. Okay. Okay. So for each potion that you make, you have to use up your components, and then you're going to have to make a roll for each one. Okay. Okay. Because you're in a wagon, it's not like when you're on the road walking yourself, you can make up to your maximum number of potions per day. Okay. So it's your number of spell slots that you have. I think currently I have five extracts per day because of my intelligence modifier. This is going to be fun. Um, so, so Zach, I need you to roll a fortitude save for me. I, I don't like that. I don't like fortitude saves. Forti fortitude wow. saves. Fortitude are fine. Fort fortitude saves are, are, aren't fun. Uh, 18. Okay. All right. You may continue. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. Wait. Wait, why am I making a fortitude save? Oh, you know, this and that. That and this. Uh, what? Mm -hmm. This and that. That, and, that this. and this. It has been spoken, so shall it, shall it be done? She has spoken. It's okay. You you had something um last session that was, a, it was, it was, you had something last session. 
Yeah, it's but been I had... a while. <laughs> okay, but I ended up sleeping for like eight hours. I shouldn't be under any any more penalties. You're not for under any not penalties. Sleeping. No, it's not. It it's not the sleeping. It's not the sleeping. Don't worry. Don't it's worry just about something it. else. It's fine. Don't worry. You're good. Just watch. No problem. You're good. You're actually good. Have I been poisoned? What's what? You're actually it, it's good. It's okay. We we can just get. If you want to, to figure out what happened last episode, tune in to episode 19 of the Gay Chronicles. Don't worry. You're actually okay. It has nothing to do with the sleep. Am I missing something? What? It's something that's really obscure, but it's also kind of funny. Don't worry. Was I was I bitten by something? What? No. Nope. nope. You're fine. Don't worry. Spider mist. Spider mist. <laughs> Does whatever a spider mess does. He probably just sangs in the corner, trying to figure out why his GM is making him make fortitude saves. Again, he's from a web. No, he does, and he just makes potions. There he goes. There goes spider mess. <laughs> Zach, you're going to be making, uh, you want to make cure potions, right? Basically. Am I able to make them taste any better? The first day, you have not had a chance to gather ingredients, so you would not be able to do that yet. You'd have to spend the next night doing that. So okay. if your character looked around, he would might be able to do something like that. Um, to make it taste better, I'm going to increase the DC by two. Okay. And you once you succeed on that, then you'll be okay. And then you'll go back down to a uh, six. I know I passed. I just want to know by how much at this point. 17. Okay. All right. So that's your second one, right? That would have been the second check, trying to make it not taste terrible. Okay. So it tastes better. You, you, you found the ingredient. Yay. You can proceed to make your potions. The secret sauce. I found berries. So uh, keep track of your ingredients and how many potions you make. You have a total of five days. Yep. If you're spending that as your entire time, you won't get a second round at the table for that. That'll take you your whole day. Um, That's fine. Okay. And then do over to Charles Smoot. Yeah. Seeing as Cerulean must be trailed behind the wagon the entire time, he would probably sleep during the day while the caravan is moving, but then become more of a night owl, so while the caravan breaks for camp and stops for the evening, he would be attempting to rear and train Cerulean in the command of Stay, which would be using the animal handling skill. With a DC 15 skill check, it would take the entire trip in order to teach him the new trick. Okay. He is considered wild, by the way, so that does increase the DC slightly. You can make your rolls for your first one, and I'll tell you if it passes or not. 16. It passes. All right, back to Alan Taylor. Ma'am, I'm going to go throughout the caravan, see if I can't find some odd jobs to do. During the evening when they're um, all rested because you were not supposed to leave the caravan during the day. No, 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 no. I'm going to go through the caravan and see if the caravan, if anyone in the caravan has work that needs to be done. You'd have to do that in the evening when the caravan is resting because they're wet. They're separate wagons being dragged by different creatures, basically. Okay. Yeah. So you can do that in the evening if that is what you would like to do. I wish to find work. You find work with the hunter man that you guys had a run in with earlier. Yeet. He uh, has you picking up boxes, moving them, putting them down. Solid. Pick it up, put it down. It's perfect. I pick things up, I put them down. Yep. Uh, you Your uh, relationship with him does increase, though. He is no longer in that uh, negative space. He's back to neutral. Was this the guy that we bought the book from? Yep. I don't know whatever could have him in a negative space. Wait, an American improved someone's opinion of them? Apparently. Black magics. <laughs> I'll have you know some of us are hardworking members of society. Black magics, I don't believe you. Finnevere, took a few days to do a lot of the stuff because you have to improve relationships with people. I would say you probably have about two days left for your character to do something. 
besides the regular of just kind of like assuring the uh, members of my group that things things will be all right. Uh, I do want to learn about uh, Lamb's Respite and Senna, but if it doesn't sound like anyone knows anything, I'll probably, because I, I don't know if anyone's ever even been there. I would probably get to know the people that are in our cart. Well, which one would you do? Your character has, uh, he has a goal. He's got, he's got to have a focus um, and whatever he picks and he chooses to do is where he's going to have some success in that area. Okay. Which one's more important to him? Uh, he is, he's actually most curious about Senna when it should be Lamb's Respite, but he is, is definitely Senna. Okay. All right. How about this? Screeching halt. We'll do it this way. So on the fifth night, the caravan actually pulls over to the side of the road and almost everybody comes out. A little bit of that cabin fever being stuck inside for a long period of time. Everyone's actually out and about and sitting around. Cece is obviously not allowed out of the wagon without her mask on. Also, she's had the baby toad of this entire time. Don't ask how. Just know that it has. And it will be due. Exactly. Oh no. <laughs> so yes. And if anybody wanted to have taken the time during this, they could actually learn what the uh, date system is. I wish to learn the date system. Okay. What? Not the guy who's asked like every episode for 19 episodes in a row? <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. We, we, we both quit that, like, episode five. Sleep during the morning. Elk during the night. That is the routine. You must stick to it very strictly when rearing young animals. And always oh, this one stubborn. Uh, so actually, um, you learn from one of the older caravan people about the month system. Uh, you are currently in the month of Ogthor. Uh, you are currently on the 28th Imordun of 1508. How do you spell that? 1508? Uh, no, Imordun. <laughs> it's I-M-O-R-D-U-N. Whenever your character would have had some idea about this, but because you've been traveling with Amali, you haven't really been keeping track of dates. So uh, Alan Taylor and Finnevere, these are the months as they are in order. Uh, so it's Yuntari. Bethari, Marthor, Apalor, Mayer, Yunar, Yulur, Ogthor, Sethoth, Othoth, Novoth, and Bithari. And then days of the week are Imordun, Mondun, Tristun, Windun, Traudun, Fridun, and Seizdun. They almost all sound like someone looking at an English calendar and trying to decipher how to speak this language. It sounds like someone took our, our present days and months and made them sound appealing and not bland and flavorless. Someone added spice of life. No, see, I'm, I'm thinking someone no, ha, who has no idea how to speak English looked at this and was like, hmm, this is how you say these words. We're looking at you, Monday. Nobody likes you. I'm sure somebody likes me. I, I, I have no problem with Monday. My problem is Thursday. Is that because you have to wait a whole nother week for Gate Chronicles? Oh, you could think that. It's just, that's the day I work. Okay. Yes, that is what you have learned this evening, we'll say. You kind of just, you found somebody, you sat down with them, and you had a good time. Ugh. Amali just sighs. I'm done. I'm just done. He lays down. You know, uh, part of me has that, like, 90s sitcom playing in the background of my head where a favorite character enters the scene and regardless of situation the audience will clap david walks in yeah there we go 
about? What, what, what is everybody doing? This is a great night. We're actually out. We're able to do things. We don't have to sit around inside of this wagon anymore. I am ready to play some poker. Not, I, I've learned that strip poker is not the correct way to say that. It is just poker. Dubious implications aside, <laughs> I would also love a chance to stretch my legs. Oh. So what have you been up to, David? I've been in the cabin with you. I've just been here, existing, living, mm-hmm. you know, doing doing the, the stuff. What is that on your hat? Ah, and he pulls it off. This is my infamous paperclip. The famous paperclip. The famous paperclip. The same thing that you threw, uh, through much trials and and where you you traded for a, a house of your own and then was taken by the infamous IRS, the evil government conspiracy place. It is um, it is indeed a paperclip. It is not the paperclip. It is a paperclip. Menacing. Yes. How did you find one? I thought that was an American product. It has been on my hat for a while. I did not realize this um, until a few days ago. I, apparently, Ozzy must have put it on my hat because I did not put that there. Hmm. Maybe he's a, a fan of your antics as well. Maybe he is. Yeah, you guys. Um, if you do, you can leave the cabin of the wagon and you can go peruse. Uh Smoot would have to leave the wagon in order to more properly train Cerulean in the stay command, which he is very stubbornly resisting. I, I do want to caution our party members not to stray too far from the uh, caravan. I'm of the firm belief that Mr. Uh, <clears throat> Captain Warrensburg was merely bluffing when he said he would attack the caravan. I don't believe he had the uh, the numbers or strength to defeat all the uh, the seekers and regular masses of the folks. Plus us. And, well, it's that a smart person, a.k.a. a captain, someone who's earned that rank, is results-oriented and would not choose a, a route that's obviously results-poor. How does Alan Taylor feel about hearing this information from Finvir, who is saying, be wary? I still don't trust him. Well, there are some who say you shouldn't trust anyone. Molly actually sits up. I agree with Finn, though. <clears throat> While, uh... Captain Warnsburg hasn't really shown his face. You never know who might show up in general. So, just be careful. And, uh, Mest, if you're going out there, stay away from the grass. You, you get tied up by a plant one time and they just never let you down. You got tied up by a plant? That's yeah. amazing! No, 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 no. I think that's a bit of an understatement. He almost got strangled to death by a plant. Oh. I didn't know he was into that kind of thing. Cece! What? Don't look at me. I didn't teach her that. And Molly took a face full of pollen. It looks like the one time that I convinced Maokai to take a mouthful of cocoa powder. He was stunned for like six seconds. It was awesome. Maokai? Uh, an old friend of mine from Taba. Interesting. I didn't know you had friends. I use the term friend <clears throat> liberally. Did you hate him? No! He was one of my favorite people. Then if you're using a term liberally, doesn't that mean that you're not using it properly? The man probably didn't take too kindly to Finn. Some people say I come off abrasive. I don't understand. Maybe you trace my heritage down. I'm American somewhere. Would I be allowed to forage around for plant life? You can do whatever your character desires. He has been warned to not go near the plants. He's going to touch the plants. I will bodyguard him. Smoot would have to go near the tall grass because that is what Cerulean would get graze on. I will follow Mest around and keep him safe. 
from the danger plants. So, Alan, why don't you make a perception check as Mess starts to walk off? See if you notice him going off. Because I feel like you would walk off, but also you are having a conversation. Damn. Are you trying to be sneaky at all? Or are you just going? Would you have any reason I... to be sneaky? Yes. Really? Yes. So, so, yeah, you would have to roll your stealth. Yes, the character was told not to go to the plants, but he's going to the plants. So... Yeah, roll that stealth for me then. That That's a pretty good one. 27. Son of a biscuit, you're gonna get eaten. <laughs> Smooth's in the general vicinity. I'll hear the scream. <laughs> <laughs> the scream of death and de- decay. Okay, so uh, Alfred goes off on his own uh, while Alan is just, he's part of the conversation with David, Finevere, and Amali just sort of discussing about being careful. Uh, so, yeah. I guess I would be, um, I'll start up a, a married tune. Okay. I'm like, yo-ho, the caravan comes with cake and tea and honey and rum. Okay, that's fine. That works. All right, go ahead. If you want to roll perform, you can. All right. Uh, can I take my inspired? The last sure. time I sang, it wasn't great. <laughs> sure, you can inspire yourself. Well, that's two of the same dice. A five. So for a 17... <laughs> You begin your jaunty tune, and you actually do catch the attention of some of the regular caravanners uh, who run some of the shops who come over, and they just start listening and clapping and going along with you. You start a little bit of a party over there. Uh, Amali does push Cece back inside, and she like, kind of falls back. Ugh, how rude. You are playing a song. You actually do see that Popfly is out and about. You see various other uh, caravan goers and some of the other seekers that had actually come along on the journey who are now paying attention to you. Ooh, my favorite pester targets. Seekers. So, if there's anything you guys need to do now, uh, just think about it. I'm gonna go over to Mest. So, Mest, you're uh, going into the brush? Basically. Okay, so let me give you a description about some stuff. Make a perception check for me. 23. So, your character sees before him in a dimly lit area from the campfires that dot around this space that the wagons have pulled over into, you see in the dim light, the grass is very tall. It has not been maintained by anybody. The only thing here is between you and the grass is this dirt road that seems to be very well traveled. It's trodden down. Everything is just kind of either flat or it's just dirt and stone. But everything else around you, it's mostly a flat land. You haven't really seen too many, like, hills or anything. But the grass, as I said, is very tall. It actually almost towers above you. Mm. Kind of makes you think of, like, a cornfield. Uh, um, Mest would probably pick up a rock or two and chuck them out into the grass. Okay. Um, as you do that, you hear a voice behind you. So, what are you doing over here? Oh, Kelsey. Uh, I was going to go look for some yarrow root, hopefully. Maybe find a few other useful ingredients. I mean, do you think that's a good idea to go out here without a light? Maybe we should grab a torch or something. Uh, it can't be that bad. Did we have a flash? Did somebody have a flashlight? Yes. Yes, someone has a flashlight. He's not here right now. <laughs> I don't think it should be a problem if we go out for a little bit, but it is dark. And the grass is very tall. If we can even call that grass anymore. How dark is it? Where you are, you are at the edge of the camp. So essentially, it's almost like you are on an outcropping where the caravan wagons have pulled over. You have reached the edge of that, and it's dimly lit. Anything behind the wagons, it is, it's pitch black. 
but you were over by like an edge of it and the campfire light is barely reaching. It did seem like Finnevere had a flashlight. Maybe we can borrow that from him. Okay, Would so we should probably go ask him. Ah, fine. And I toss my last stone out into the grass. You hear a grunt of some kind out there in response to being the stone being thrown. I'm, I'm going to perception check that, the area that I heard the sound from. It is very deep inside of the grass, but go ahead and give me your perception. 23 again. Okay. Like I said, it is very deep within the grass. It sounds like it came from directly, like directly from the direction where you threw the stone. Did, did it sound like an animal? What did it sound like? It sounded like a grunt, but with the world as it is, you're not exactly sure if that was a creature or something else. All right, let's go back and ask Finnevere if I can borrow his flashlight. I don't know if I liked what I just heard. Yeah, okay. that's why. That's why I'm holding this, and I and I pull out the supplies for my bomb. She just leers at you, confused. Um, do, do you want me to try to stab it with my fist? I don't really have an, another option if it decides to attack. Well, maybe we should just wait a little bit, and maybe it'll go away. Well, that's why we're going back to see Benavir and get a flashlight. Uh, that is fair. <laughs> All right, let's go. And I'll start walking back trying to find Finnevere. Okay. You walk over and it, you see It shouldn't that he be is. too hard to find him since he's singing. Yep, he is playing his instrument. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll walk up to him. Hey, hey, Finnevere. You're in the middle of playing. With cake and tea and honey. What is it? <laughs> do, do you think I could borrow the, the, that relic of yours? That the flat, the, the light? It's in my bag. Grab it. <laughs> All right, thanks. I'll, I'll walk over to his bag and uh, I'll search his bag for the flashlight. Sure, then make a, a perception. 15 to find flashlight. Yep, you, you see it after a little bit. I take the flashlight, I flick it on just to make sure it's working. Uh, roll a use magic device. Uh, so just a 19. It takes you a few seconds. It, it reminds you definitely of a flashlight. I mean, it's been pretty simple for Finnevere to operate, but it takes you a second to figure out some of the mechanisms. There's actually a few switches on it, but the more you look at it, you realize that it has dimming features as well. Oh, fancy flashlight. It also can be used to make like flickering, like... um, Like Morse code? Yeah, like Morse code. Almost like it already has it pre-programmed in. That might be interesting. Uh, I'll make note of that. And I guess I'll start walking back out into the... In, towards where I was going. Is Kelsey following me as well? Kelsey's sticking by you. Okay. I don't know if this is a good idea, but... Uh, there's no guarantee we'll find that out here either. So well, I mean, it's not going to hurt to look. It might hurt to look. It just might. Sometimes you just need a bit of optimism. I don't know if this is called optimism or, uh, not to be rude, pure stupidity. She, like, she, she really hesitated on saying that part, by the way. But she's like, all right, well, after you. I'd start walking out. Okay. So you start going... Through the grass. I, uh, I would have the light flicked on. Okay. And would be shining it out in front. All right. You uh, you hear the sound of grass crunching behind you and in front of you. Okay. Hmm. Isn't that fun? You can go ahead and uh, give me that survival. Survival. Yes. Yeah, so you're going to do a survival. Oh, boy. 28. Oh, boy. I could not have rolled higher. So as you're going through, you find yourself 
pushing through this grass and you see very tall stalks of different plants. Um, your flashlight actually catches like on the bottom of one uh, plant that kind of reminds you of monk's hood. Uh, you also see, I'm trying to think, you see various other plants in this area. How far do you go out? Because where you're looking right now, you aren't seeing any of the yarrow. I probably wouldn't look too far out. I'd probably just take the the uh, kitchen knife that I've had with me for the longest time and just cut off some of the in- more interesting plants that I'm finding and pick- picking them up and taking them with me. Okay. You get the one head of Monk's Hood, but you do see that you're basically just surrounded by a lot of the grass. There's a lot of grass. It's the most grass you've seen in a while. Like, Lawns of America would be very upset with the amount of grass here. Why would they be upset? Don't they but, want high-quality, pristine... Well, I mean, I guess it's unkempt grass. It's unkempt. They'd be upset with the amount of unkempt grass here. Okay. I could say prawns of America if that makes you feel better. Gosh. Clearly, the uh, the Homeowners Association is not keeping up here. It is not keeping up here. Am I noticing movement in the grass? Yes, you're starting to notice some movement in front of you in the grass. Mr. Master. We should probably go back. We're we're a good distance away from the wagons now, and I can barely see the light of the fire behind us. All right, let's head back then. I mean, at least we got the one thing. There's a lot of grass here. Do you want to take some of the grass? I mean, maybe that'll work. Eh, uh, it might make good tinder at least. I'll chop down some of the grass as we go back. You get three bundles of grass. Ooh. Okay, so, um, yes, so Mest and Kelsey, you guys all notice, come stumbling out from the grass. Mest, did you go running off into the forest? Do you see forest? I don't, I see tall grass. (laughs) Did you go running off into the plants? Maybe. Did you take someone with you? I went voluntarily. I was watching him. She smiles, proudly. And they both came back alive. This is growth. Well, we did hear something out there, so we did turn around. I'm not getting the sense that Mest went intentionally with someone else. Maybe I did. Kelsey. Maybe he did. And here I was thinking that Cerulean needed to learn how to stay. You get a pass. What do I need a pass from you for? Not getting slapped upside the head for being an idiot. If, if people needed passes for those, you'd need about 26. I'd give you a B minus. You didn't die. It was a good job. You didn't even have to call for help. We were very lucky that we didn't have to call for help. Otherwise, uh, yeah, no. Can we, like, not go into the tall grass at night again? That was terrible. Could, could we, like, do that during the day? Oh, what, you didn't like nighttime corn mazes? Those were always the best. You never knew where you were going. Oh, they were the best. I never went through one of those. And I probably never will want to go through one of those. Oh, that's absolutely unacceptable. What's if a I- corn maze? Oh, she doesn't well, know. Basically... Where we're from, during the harvest season, some farmers would take their fields of corn and they would carve out mazes into them and they'd let kids go in, go into the maze and have fun. And then after a week or so, then they'd harvest up the whole harvest. Wait, so they would leave the children in the maze for a week? Uh, no, 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 no. They'd, they'd leave the maze up for a week and children could go in and play if they wanted. So the children would be in the w- maze for a week no, and then they would cut down There the... would be an entire week where the maze children are the allowed children to enter in and out. I don't know. That sounds uh, very irresponsible. 
Don't worry, there are very few instances of bones being found along with the corn. There were bones? Mostly deer bones. Does the corn eat people? No, it's most, Me- mostly deer bones. Mest has already started right. walking off Listen, to go I'm and just put Finnevere's flashlight back. Look at the field before you. Just nice, real tall grass. And just imagine having a maze inside grass and then having to work your way through it. But normally you went through with a guide and there'd be people every evening to guide you through if you somehow did get lost. And there'd be people sitting in big old stands above the thing to make sure no one got hurt. Just laughing at them the entire time. What is going... Okay, so I understand now. We must have a maze of this corn and put children in it for a week and let them rot. No, 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 no. I like this idea. There were people overseeing the event. Well, why would they do that? That just, they sound terrible. Oh, because they got to enjoy laughing if people failed miserably, but they could also guide people out if they did get too lost. Amali just covers his head. Ugh, you Americans are very barbaric as a people. It taught children good problem-solving and directions. Might as well just throw a kid off a cliff then and say, well, there you go. Better find your way back up. If you how die, it's in- not my fault. No, 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 no. How is that in any way related? How is that at all? A similar case. This is a supervised, controlled environment, not just tossing a kid off a cliff. Well, apparently deer are eating people. No, deer are not eating people. The bones were deer bones. Normally. Because the deer would get predated in the corn. Wait, so the deer were being eaten by the children? They could have if they got lost long enough. No. Predators were eating the deer in the corn. So the children are predators. No. In the corn. Non-child of the predators. There was a movie called that. It was really bad. What's a movie? It's a moving picture with... I know you, what a picture is. You know what a picture is. <laughs> I draw them all the time. We had machines that could do, that could show moving pictures. So you could record people doing stuff. Hmm. Interesting. Mostly people would use a camera to record like family, family events. That way they could remember them more fondly. Hmm. That would have been nice to have. Well, anyway. So, uh, essentially, the evening starts to pass by, and uh, y'all do retire for the evening. Let's just get back on the road, shall we? On the road again? That's uh, when I sleep. Yeah, so, um, were you up all night again? I sleep during the day. That's what I explicitly stated. That's what I've been doing. I've been sleeping during the hours the caravan is moving. So during the day, but I would be awake almost the entire night training Cerulean because that's when the caravan stopped because he's walking all day. That's unfortunate. Why? So you guys, uh, the caravan continues on the next morning, packs up pretty quickly, and you guys head back out. And you're gone for a little while until suddenly the caravan lurches forward and comes to a sudden halt. All of you need to make a reflex. I'm if you're asleep, you are not making reflex. You are going to fall uh, out of your bunk. I am asleep. 21. And 8. But yeah, yeah, no, that 8 ain't passing. <sighs> yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, if you didn't have a 15, all of y'all are falling and losing your balance. So, uh, so Simone, you get a rude awakening. Unless, you, unless you sleep through it. Like, that's your, you, you could roll a... Um, fortitude to fortitude. stay asleep? Yeah. He's awake. No, no, fortitude no, to stay asleep. What? Yeah, I rolled a fortitude to stay asleep. 27. Oh, so you're trying to stay asleep. 27 to stay asleep. You're used to falling out of your bed, apparently. So you, you're just thunk onto the ground. Uh, oh my God, he's dead. Oh, okay, we're good. What was that? You all, whoever failed, 
which I think was Finnevere, uh, Mest. Alan, I think you passed, right? Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, Alan, where are you when this happens? It's like afternoon. Pro- probably sitting on my bunk. Sitting on your bunk. Okay. You get lurched to the side, but you manage to like hold yourself. You're, you're like, I'm ready. You do it. I'm, I'm, well. I'm man spreading, so I have a good footing. Yeah, you're you're ready. Just <laughs> the sudden like arms spread out like bam against the wall. Uh, hold- just my, my, my legs are, are spread out wide. So I just have a leg all the way to the left to hold me up. Oh, uh, Kelsey falls. Uh, before Smoot hits the ground, Kelsey hits the ground first and Smoot falls on top of her. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. <sighs> I, I will lift Smoot off of Kelsey and back into bed. Roll another fortitude save. This day is leap through uh, being lifted. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hands off me, Taylor. What are you doing? Ow. Back in bed. You're on the lady. Why, why, am, I, whoa, why am I down here? Who took it's, me out of my just, bed? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. CC, so, really? I'm so sorry, so sorry. Thank I forcibly you. shove him back into bed. Okay. So you get forcibly I, shoved back. I'm assuming if, since that was a reflex save for lurching, I was technically knocked prone. Y'all. So I'm going to get up. And then I'm going to go take a look outside, find out what's going on. Well, before you do that, everyone roll a perception as well. Yee. Woo! 22. 16. 21. 22. Okay. I rolled a moose. You all hear a very obvious sound of commotion going on outside. Um, you can hear Popli's voice, which is very easily recognizable. It sounds as if she is shouting at someone, which is then followed by something akin to a battle cry. And it sounds like it's coming towards the front of the caravan. I'm going to peek my head out the caravan. Uh, I grab my spear from under my bunk and, and rush outside. Smoot would grab his knife and jump out of the back. Checking on Cerulean. Cerulean is there. Oh, good. That's all Existing. That that's good. Chewing on cud. Venturing to the front, for those of you who have left the wagon, mm-hmm. you pass six wagons. And you hear the sound of the large pools, the aurochs, bellowing in panic, and it fills your ears. And as you near the front, you spot large green mandibles crunching down on the back of the neck of one of the aurochs, while toothed scythe-like limbs hold it in place. And on top of this giant praying mantis rides a man dressed in studded leather armor with a crossbow trained on the driver of the front wagon. So which side would you go around from? Smoot would have came around the left side because he would have had Cerulean tied off on the left side and he would have first checked on Cerulean and then walked around. I would be, I would have walked around this way. So our tanks are next to each other and far away from the rest of our party. Great. Would you have followed them? That is majority. Okay. And okay. Um, to put things lightly and out of game, I like my meat shields with an arrow blocking distance. That, that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. David and Kelsey follow after the two men who they see as uh, protectors and guardians. Molly sticks behind, by the way. He doesn't really come out and he keeps Cece back there with him. These are not necessarily all of the bandits, though. Um, So when you guys come up front, you see basically this main group. There are bandits all the way back that are being fended off by another group of the caravanners. You also see the two other seekers out there. Um, but they're also fighting. So this is what you have up front. I, I'd like to have my loot out and I'd like to be as close to Taylor as I can. Um, I Taylor. know that Taylor jumped out first. And oh, Smoot yeah, yeah. would have followed and then you would have came up after. Okay. Again, like I said, the grass is on either side of you guys. You have about maybe five feet of space in between where the grass is and where the wagons are. At the very front wagon, there are two aurochs 
and the one behind it only has one, the front wagon is the largest of them. Uh, it is the black wagon, actually, at the head. And as I said before, the praying mantis is biting down on the one of the aurochs on the front wagon. It is actually the front rightmost one. And then uh, spread out some of them, which you can see are standing like on rocks. Um, and they're actually going to probably charge out. But you can see that they're standing on rocks and kind of cheering and trying to be intimidating. Uh, there are bandits scattered through the grassy areas on top of large boulders. Actually, and all the way, is that like 60 feet? No, you see him. You see him. 60 feet. Uh, is that 60 feet away? Well, he's up higher in the air, too. 50? 40. 40. 40. Okay, so, but at a diagonal from where you guys are. So he is about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at that diagonal. It'd be 60 feet away from you guys. There is Correct. what appears to be an archer up top with a long bow. Yes. But you may roll your initiatives, but the bandit looking fellow on top of the auroch, I mean, on top of the praying mantis that is biting the auroch, he laughs and he says, Manem is el chico and these are my banditos. El Chico and the Bandito. Mexico survives. <laughs> <laughs> you will leave behind your goods and belongings and we will take them. And we'll be, everything will get along. Oh, guys, don't worry. It's just some Chico over there leading these bandits. They're just a bunch of ladies. My name is El Chico. Yeah, your name's the Chick. Yeah, whatever you say, Chick. It is not Chick, it is El Chico. Attack! Roll initiative. You guys would make excellent parts. Vicious mockery. <laughs> if it existed, just saying. Oh, initiative. nine. Six. Uh, hey, I also have a nine for initiative nine. for Finnevere. I rolled higher than you, though. I, I have a 15. Okay, I want you to know, don't worry, David has a three on his initiative. Yes, David. What Sneak is going back. on here? I thought bandits were, like, dead. Long gone. <laughs> These are like muggers, David. You ever been to Detroit? Okay, so yes, I need you, Smoot and Smoot and Finavir, to re-roll your initiatives comparatively. Do we add our initiative scores? No. It's yes. just your base roll. Ha! That means I'm high. Six. Fourteen. Oh no. Okay. Does the grass count as difficult terrain? Yes. Mm, okay. Then I can't do anything I want to do. Bye guys. I'm sorry, it's tall grass. Yeah, I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do anything. You can do stuff. You can't charge. No, you can't charge because you, you can't can see walk them. up and try to stab it. If you can't see them, they can't see you. That's true. Concealment. Can we see the mantids? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So there are two uh, people with. <laughs> I just saw. I said mantid. <laughs> Tids. PG 13, Jaden. <laughs> My audio is completely PG 13. I don't know. His audio is 100% PG 13. So, yes, there are. Um, let, let's do some quantification here. Ooh. So there are two mantids, man, bleh, mantids, and both of them have a rider on top. The front one has the man, man named El Chico, and the other one seems to have an archer on top. And you are surrounded by one, two, three, four other bandits. All right. Has anyone else emerged to defend the caravan? Yes. Yes. We were explicitly stated that th these aren't the only bandits. There are more, but people are taking care of them. Gotcha. Yeah. These are just our bandits. These are your bandits. Specifically for us. I mean, I could have had you guys all the way at the back of the wagon, but then you wouldn't meet El Chico. These are my corpses. They just don't know it yet. Okay. 
<laughs> could, could you just have the sanctity for human life just just to, for for an encounter? Just one. Just a singular encounter. Okay. No, 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 no. They trespassed on my right to, uh, to life, liberty, and, pa- and, uh, and happiness. This is in America. That doesn't work anymore. El Chico is actually controlling his mount, and he is making it bite down even harder on the Orok, which bellows in pain. The fiend. But you can actually see that these uh, mantids have very long limbs, so they actually stand almost like above the grass. Pretty nice. Yeah. Can we see the people in the tall grass, at least vaguely? Some of them are standing on top of rocks. So right now they're all kind of like cheering and trying to be intimidating, standing on like, somebody could be standing on a bucket. Mm. Someone could be standing on top of someone else. Yeah. Two goblins in a trench coat. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You can see them now. Finnevere, what's your AC? Uh, Pretty good for our level, I think. Uh, 17. Oh, no, that's great. All right. You, uh, you feel as there is a thunk against your body and you are struck with an arrow. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking the Ace Ventura scene where the guy gets, <laughs> gets the arrow or the spear, spear is like, ah! That's what ah, I just heard. Ah! So he, um, so actually the archer moved up along the ridge of the cliffside that he is on and he has a view of you now and he took a shot. Yeah, and you have been struck by this archer's arrow, and you are going to take... Give me one second. Do, do you still have a maximum of 13 HP? Me, 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 me. Ha! I'm going to take that as a yes. Sir? Me, 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 me. Sir, I have over double your health, and I'm the same level. The arrow manages to pierce your armor, but it doesn't seem to get too deep, and you take one point of damage. Woo! Let's go. Well, still, even if it dinged, ah, like it's it's it's, it's a thump, 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 thump. That was an attempt on my life. Yeah, it's like probably stuck in like your. It got like stuck in the uh, arm crevice, so it's like at a really awkward place. So it's like shocking. My favorite it's crevice. <laughs> my favorite crevice. <laughs> Move Bandito L three closer tres. to the wagon, and he is going to climb onto the wagon. Uh, so he's standing up there and he starts screaming and he actually takes the driver and yeets him off the top of it. Alfred Kenneth Mest, it is your turn. <gasps> I get to move. You are towards the back of all of this commotion. You are on the right side of the wagons where none of I, your compatriots are. Before I do anything else, there's one thing that my character would try to think about. So I need to make some kind of knowledge check because my, I, my character wants to know if he lit all the grass on fire, would the caravans be in serious danger of catching on fire? Or would he be able to that guess that? That would just be a straight up, let's make a wisdom on that. That's I, um... I knew it was some, I knew it was a check. I just didn't know what kind. So that would be a 19. Your character knows that if he lit this grass on fire, it has been dry for the past few days, a little murky, but still kind of hot and dry. You have the potential of setting a blazing fire that could kill everyone around you very quickly. Oh, no! Including yourselves. Noted. There is only one other thing my character can do, and that is to attempt to sneak and rejoin with the group. So you would sneak around on the I right would, side. I would try to. And yes. go towards the back. You can take that as a move. If you would like to stealth to go unnoticed, you may roll your stealth. Go ahead and roll your stealth first, and um, okay, then we'll sure. figure that out. Ten. Okay. 
So you start sneaking your way around. And I'm pretty sure... You can use that as your full movement if you don't want to... Um, you can use your full movement if you want to. You're right next to Kelsey. I'll, I'll stay just behind the corner of the wagon. Okay. So I'm not visible to this side of the bandits. All right. And that is my turn. Okay, so uh, this will be fun. Kelsey, it's her turn. Uh, this is... What are we supposed to do? Uh, uh, do... do uh, she just looks back and forth, very confused. Defend yourself. Don't get shot like Finnevere. They are threaten your, threatening your life. Murder is acceptable. I mean, if you have to. Kelsey draws her dagger. Okay. Stay safe. Stay out of the way of the of incoming projectiles. She's in a good spot then. She just kind of crouches and that'll be her turn. Bandito numero four. He's riding a mantid. Yes, he's riding the mantid. He directs the mantids to start approaching Smoot and Finevere. Are you prepared? I'm always prepared. Okay. Does the mantid have reach? Yeah, I'm worried that it has reach. Probably. It's collapsing scythe arms. The mantid is in directed to take one of its arms, and it actually slashes down towards Charles Smoot. Charles Smoot, what is your AC? 11. Oh, did you not get armor? Oh, I do. He's just not wearing it. No, I am. Does it have he a is? bonus of two? Yes. And my dexterity is a minus one. Oh, yeah, that would, that would, that would do it. We need to get you, like, heavy armor. <laughs> Wait, or at least medium the, armor. Now that I think about the implications of Pathfinder for that, um, 10 is being able to hit the something that's still, and minus one, you you make it easier for them to I hit do. you, like, walk into their I, attacks. Like, like, I try He's and like, instinctually. Like, yeah, like, I instinctually try and dodge, but I always dodge in the wrong direction. So I dodge into it more. <laughs> it is easier to hit me than a broadside of a barn. Um... It takes its first limb and it slashes across you and it does hit and you take six damage. And then it takes its second scythe arm and it slashes against you. It crit, but it did okay. not confirm the critical. Oh, that's good. And you take five damage. Wait, eight damage. How are yeah. you feeling? That is its turn. His turn as well. Uh, Mr. Smoot, it is your turn. I'm going to attempt an overrun combat maneuver. On the Mantid? On the Mantid. Uh, after going into Barbarian Rage, clarifying. Mm. Mm. So uh, what, what do you say when you get angry? Smoot would get genuinely excited. Ah, just like on CBS News. <laughs> and he would charge. <laughs> just like on CBS News. <laughs> yeah. There's a backstory as to why he says this. So 24 against its CMD. It gets a plus four bonus against me. So its CMD has to be lower than a 20, unfortunately. Because it gets a plus two per additional leg it has beyond two. Gives it a plus four bonus because it is a four-legged creature. So it's going to provoke an attack of opportunity, though, right? I have improved overrun. You have improved overrun? Yes, it does not get an attack of opportunity against me. Okay, and it's against its CMD? Yes, whatever its CMD is. I forgot about my improved overrun bonus. It should have been a 26 total. Okay, you're able to overrun it. Did I succeed by five or more? You are not over by five. You just move through the target space. Yeah, so I just move. That's, so I'm now on the other side of it. Your overrun is a standard action, correct? Yeah, but I'm not going to move. Okay. So uh, then next up, it is Finnevere Avir. Smoot All has right. made his way to the other side of the Mantis, which now stands towering over you. Its rider smiles wickedly down at you. Finnevere, realizing that this may come down to a battle of morale, uh, whips out his trusty loot and begins his bardic inspiration of, I believe it's competence for battle. Oh, sorry, courage. 
for so plus one to attack rolls and against charm. Okay. Steal yourselves, for the battle is nigh. Remember what you fight for. Believe me, I know our problems do grow, but wherever we go, they'll come to. Our troubles will stay, but what price will you pay if you want all your dreams to come true? Bandito numero cinco is going to move up to Charles Smoot. Not at Charles Smoot. Giving a flanking bonus to the mantid, mantis and his riding companion, which I think the riding companion is actually just the master, and that's, uh, yeah, that's how it goes. The bandit runs up with her axe and attempts to swing at you and hits. It's almost impossible for her to miss. I have a nine AC right now. Barbarian Rage decreases your AC by two. Oh, you dumb. (laughs) What do you mean? Barbarians need that good good for the armor if they want to survive. We need to get you like head to toe battle armor. Like just like a leather smock that gives you like plus four. She... As her axe comes and glides across your chest, it kind of just nicks across your skin and you take three damage. She must not have sharpened it this morning. She didn't sharpen it. She didn't sharpen. She wasn't ready for that bod. Mm. From that, for that old man bod. Okay, Alan Taylor, it is your turn. Finally, is there enough room beside the caravan here for me to move past it in that line? Uh, you could do so. It'd be a little bit of squeeze, but I'm 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 determined trying to determine whether or not I'm allowed to move to this space. I'm gonna move towards the unprotected fin. Okay. And with I being that Quinn is on the other side of it, do I gain a flanking bonus or do I not because it's a large creature? So flanking bonuses with large creatures work basically the same as long as you can draw draw a straight line, basically almost through its the center of its body. Yes, then gotcha. you do get a flanking just, bonus. Just, just confirming that. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stab it. I'm gonna stab it real good. Okay, so she, you shorten the reach of your spear, and you're going to stab. So with the flanking bonus, then I just don't take the negative for for is, shortening my grip. Is a plus two, a sixteen. And you're hitting the mantis, correct? Yes, I am trying to stab it real good in the torso. Oh, stab that! You said it was sixteen. Yeah. It hits. Awesome. Please roll your damage. It takes a total of eight damage. Alan Taylor, that is the end of your turn. Next up, David. David looks around at the situation. What is it? Why are there giant bugs? What is going on? I have never seen. What? Okay. Murder, murder hornets. 2020 was wild. More murder hornets and now. <laughs> oh no. I should just give him the gun. David steps back. I, I, I didn't come. I might be best, best suited to... Uh, oh, but, oh, give me one second. He steps back into the bush. I really should give him the gun. This could have been easy, you know. Just hand over the goods, and we would have been fine. But I guess we'll be doing this the hard way. He stays mounted on top of the mantis. The mantis continues to bite down on the auroch, which screams and bellows even louder. And you hear it start kicking against the side of the wagon. He readies an action for whenever Smoot comes into his view. Understandable. The archer does, at least. The bandit on top of the carriage runs towards Alan Taylor and he throws his axe. You got yeeted. Rude. The crit. I confirm crit. So the axe comes flying down and it actually does hit you square in your shoulder. You take 13 damage. Ow. All right, Alfred Kenneth Mest, it is your turn. I think I'm going to try to move out into the 
tall grass and try to stealth? Sure. Oh, well, that stealth's a 10. And I would be starting to move forward a bit with it. So sort of, I would have probably gone back and around David. So yeah, more like that. Okay. All right. So you're uh, heading into the grassy area. Into the grass, attempting to not be seen. Okay. Sounds good. You see that the archer on the back of this mantis yanks up on the reins and the mantis actually jumps in the air and you both would get an attack of opportunity against this because it is going to fly on top, very poorly fly, on top of the wagon A. Stab. That's just another 16. That passes the AC, so yes, you may roll your damage. Ooh, it did nine this time. 18 to hit. Uh, 18 does hit. Please roll your damage. 10 damage. Smoot also does 10 damage. Okay. Got lots of damage. Okay, so you actually slice up and you actually manage to cut off one of this creature's legs and then you stab up and you hit it right in its abdomen. It does screech out and there appears to be like this greenish ooze coming out from the wound that you've created. It is standing on its last legs, literally. That means I just gave it a minus two to my next overrun attempt. On top of the wagon. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get it, don't worry. Okay, so the archer that is sitting on top of this mantis that has landed on the roof of the wagon A, we're calling it wagon A, it's the dark wagon, but wagon A, aims his bow down at you. Actually, his crossbow. We'll say his crossbow. He aims his crossbow down at you, and he loses the arrow. You see it coming, and he misses because you sidestep it. Number five is going to take her axe and swing at you again. It definitely does hit once again. It can't. It really can't miss. You take seven damage as her axe comes down across your chest, making another line. But this time, it's like an X. She like comes back the other way. Charles Smoot, it is your turn. I glare down upon this woman who is been assaulting me. That's what she does to you. And I'm going to roll to hit with my dagger using a power attack. 17 to hit. 17 to hit? Yeah. 17 hits. Roll your damage. Seven damage. You take your dagger and you ram it into her side and you just see as blood just kind of spurts out of her mouth like it's a coughing choke on blood and she falls over dead. Dead. All the way to dead? All the way to dead. Well, I mean, he did just straight up stab her through the stomach. Benavir, Avir, it is your turn. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to look at how injured Smoot and Taylor look with an axe in one's chest. And what kind of wounds are you sporting? Uh, there's just a th- three a three exit. gashes on my chest right now. One, one of them, one of them man- was only scathing. Yeah, one was only scathing. I had a mantis claw. No, I had two mantis claws and a tiny axe dink and a much more potent axe slash. I, I have... I think I only got hit by the axe. You did, but you took yeah. a wallop damage. But it like it like honked my shoulder and fell to it, the ground. It real did do. KS the your HP. 14. I took 13 damage. So I'm like half health. Almost exactly. Heal him. I'm fine. I, I, I'm gonna kind of like hug up to uh, Taylor, but also in a way that's kind of hiding from that archer. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I moved over one square. I will grab one of those uh, capsulated bugs and crush for uh, Cure Light Wounds. That is fine by me. Go ahead and cast your Cure Wounds. Fingers crossed, bud. This isn't that big a heal. Correction. That's a lie. That's a pretty big heal. That's about the best I can do. 10 points of healing. Okay. You heal by that much. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then with your permission, I'll continue with the next verse. Okay. That is fine by me. Now it's time to step up or it's time to back down. And there's only one answer for me. 
I'll take all the brunt cause I know what I want and I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, ready as I'll ever be. So, uh, Finnevere continues his bardic performance while casting his spell and uses that as his component for healing. So now it is Bandit Six who is hidden in the brushes, who has come down from the uh, rock. So he approaches out from the grass. You hear the grass rustling, but that's about it. And Alan Taylor, it is your turn. I am going to grab the axe that was honked into my shoulder. Okay. And I am going to throw it at the mantis. 15. Who are you throwing it at? The mantis, which is on its last leg. You... The mantis is a the large creature ha- standing yeah, no, no. up So the... you take minuses being below it throwing up. I'm pretty You're sure. You're going to be at a minus two. Yeah. Range increment penalty. Don't don't try it, Anakin. He has the high ground. Well, I already it tried anyway. it. I, I already rolled it. The axe flies just past it. You overshoot. Dang it. But you still have... Yeah, no, that's your turn because you took your move to pick up the axe mm-hmm. off your body. And ow. Ow. It wasn't really even stuck in your body. I mean, it, fine. It was stuck in your body, but ow. Was it stuck in my body? I thought you said it hit me in the shoulder and then fell to the ground. I don't know why. Now I just imagine you ripped it out of your arm. I think that's a lot more fun. It's pretty manly, but yeah, sure. You can pick it off the ground. You hear the final bellow of the Orok that was being attacked by the first mantis as it falls to the ground, dead. No. You could still surrender. And so could you. You hear from on top of the hill, I can't get a good shot. And then next up, it is number three. He is on top of the wagon. He pulls out another axe and he throws it at Alan Taylor. Nice. He misses. Sir, I swear to God, you keep throwing axes and I will fill your throat with them. He smiles a toothless smile. Ugh, you ever heard of toothpaste? You also notice he doesn't have a tongue. That's some real bad dental hygiene. (laughs) Okay, so uh, then next up it is Alfred Kenneth Mest. Burn the wagon. (laughs) This character, Taylor, does not want this, but this player wants fire. Andrew's chaotic evil. I am chaotic neutral. You are chaotic stupid. <laughs> I'm going with Quentin on this one. I agree. Chaotic stupid. I, I am a right. chaotic stupid player. Uh, so Alfred Kenneth Mest, what do you do? You are in the bushes. I guess I'll just keep going along the bushes. And for this one, I'll take my full movement. Kelsey moves up towards Finevere and Alan. She... Puts her hand on your back, Alan. She's basically just says, "How are you doing? Are you okay? Do you do you need help? Feeling You're fine. bleeding a lot." Ah, uh, yeah, uh, it's fine. I need put, you to roll. put a bug on my arm. I need you to roll will save. Eleven. Uh, and Smoot, I need you to roll will save as well. Finnevere, I need you to roll will save as well. Twelve. Seventeen for Finnevere. Smoot and Alan, you both heal by eight. That's full heal. You have this warm sensation envelop you, almost like a hug. Finnevere, you are oblivious to this. Okay. Am I, do I feel like I'm resisting something? No, you just feel oblivious. Like okay. there, there's, there's nothing. Yeah, well, I'm focused on other things. Yeah. Yeah. You're really focused. Bandito numero six. Bandito is going to charge forward towards Alan. I guess he would charge forward towards Finn. You're right. Let's do this. Charging towards Finn. It's really just a movement forward. He runs towards you and he's going to attack. That's basically it. But he takes his axe that he has and he brings it down. It almost feels like the axe is, or looks like the axe is a little bit too weighty for him. And as he brings it down, it actually, he misses you just barely, but it 
sinks into the dirt. And you hear like that, that distinctive shink. Ah! <laughs> Watch the leather. Charles Smoot, it is your turn. Can't really get up there. And I really don't have any ranged attacks. And I'm not throwing my dagger. You could start moving towards the other guy on the there, There's a ladder over on the right side of this wagon. That's how the other guy got up. I'll start walking around the other side. That's a dead body. You can walk on it. It's just difficult to read. Just steps over the corpse. Sounds good. So you uh, step on the corpse as yeah, you Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep, you step on the corpse. You hear like this exhale of air that kind of happens when there's a body. And yeah, you got the rest of the air out of it. It's kind of nice. gross. Yeah. Nice. All right. So you are on the right side of the wagon. You Can see... I roll stealth in the bushes? Yes, you would need to roll stealth. 18. All right. Charles Moon is the end of your turn. Finavir of Ear, it is your turn. Uh, Okie day. I am going to... I'm going to let this bandit in front of me feel the wrath of some raw tunes with a chord of shards. All right. Play your chord of shards. Uh, reflex. What is the DC for the reflex? Oh, microscopic. 14. Your chord of shards does end up hitting, but it does provoke an attack of opportunity against you because he's so close to you. It does. He gets so surprised by you just like turning with your loot and just looking really Ooh. confident and just strumming down it. He like, he starts to pick up his axe and he actually gets stuck on the bottom of your loot. Your loot is again chipped. <gasps> Not looty. What is the damage? Total of six. Your cord of shards just come out and they stab into his body like just the piercing of the sonic damage and you actually see a hole kind of form in his chest like not like a physical hole but you know that anime like where you can see mm -hmm. the impact impacts in his chest and he falls over I feel really bad I'm gonna stick where I am because I can't think of a better place to be so I am done thank you okay next up it is bandito numero 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 I feel like I've messed up already on one of these numbers, and I probably did. <clears throat> Bo, arrow. He knocks an arrow, and he's going to shoot it at Kelsey. Yeah. How dare he? Why do my archers just suck at hitting? Because the dice like Kelsey. They do. They do like Kelsey. Uh, no, the arrow actually lands at Finnevere's feet. <laughs> ah! Would you people put those things away? I think he was aiming for me. All the same... The mantis starts to move away from you guys towards the front of the wagon, yes. Dang it. I was going to shoot it. <laughs> no. Hey, listen. You could shoot the guy. Alan Taylor, it is now your turn. He's, he's thrown two axes at you. You could, you could shoot him now. You can see like the stub of his tongue moving in his mouth. Like, it's really weird. <sighs> so I'm going to drop my spear, use my move action to pull the gun from, from my pants. Okay. And I'm going to shoot him. Okay, go ahead and shoot. 18. Okay. Now, your character is not proficient with guns. It does not hit. Dang it. Hi, I'm Cece. I'm going to be GMing for the rest of this combat. All righty. Go, back in, the, go, go oh. back in the wagon, Cece. <laughs> surprised Amalia. You almost gave me a heart attack I, thinking that you were in combat. I'm surprised Amalia even let you be here right now. Amalia let you exist? Heck yeah. This is. They're going to interrupt a turn. Uh, you guys are still taking care of this? Where's my elk, Amalia? Fine. Oh, okay, that's fine. You're, you're all the way over there. You can't. I can yell at them. It's fine, Smoot. They didn't eat it for dinner yet. Well, then I got to make sure that doesn't happen. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Mr. Allen, you know there's a guy up on the roof? Yeah, trying to shoot him. <laughs> you missed. I saw it. It was great. 
Taylor scowls. Now, now, Cece, don't pick on the poor man. Anyway. You are lucky I like you. David just comes out from the bushes. Wait, where's, where did the guy go that I was following? Gosh darn it, I missed out on it again. Okay. Oh, hey guys, it's nice to see you. You're back up here. No, see, I was definitely going to um, take care of that guy for you. Yeah, that is, um, that's why I'm over here. I think I saw Mist run by. Much appreciated. It means a lot. Okay, so next up, El Chico sitting on top of his mantis. What is going on? And um, so El Chico pulls back on the reins on his mantis and he runs away. Good job, El Chico. El Chico. I love El Chico. Seeing as El Chico has run, the bandit on the stone cliff also withdraws and retreats. So um, this kind of sucks for them now, don't it? The guy that is standing on the roof, kind of making that like <laughs> sound, um, he doesn't see anyone else withdraw. So he starts uh, to begin to taunt Alan Taylor. And he shakes his butt in your face, like towards your face and neener, smacks neener, it a few neener. times. Uh, Alfred Kenneth Mest, it is your turn. I'm going to continue heading out of the bushes still more towards the front of the wagons. Um, and that's probably as far as I can go right now. Uh, well, this looks like it's about done. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was interesting. Uh, I'm going to let you guys handle this. So, hey, Cece, it's nice to see you. Kelsey uh, goes over and greets Cece. And uh, yeah, so the bandito riding the mantis on top of the wagon, seeing that his mount is very injured, uses it to fly off the top of the wagon. Has a fly speed of 30. It lands and then scatter. He's running. Charles Smoot, it is your turn. I would check to see if the body I stabbed is still alive. Uh, no, quite dead. I would see if they had anything worthwhile on them. Benavir Beer, it is your turn. There is still one bandit up on the roof. He has no idea that his party has fled. I'd like to make him shockingly aware that he is alone, outnumbered, and ticked a bunch of people off with intimidate, Why? if possible. I, what, what he wants to do is up to him. I'm more or less being uh, assertively offering... So would you rather do diplomacy versus intimidate? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm more. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Diplomacy. Okay. 26. It appears that your words fall on literally deaf ears. He, he's just mocking and he, yeah. Well, you start out with a minus 25 for diplomacy, so. Literally. She said literally deaf, so he's a uh, deaf mute. Oh, oh, dang. He <laughs> for this man. I would like to know if I have killed this man. He is on the ground. Uh, you'll check? Sure. Four. Looks so dead. The deadest you've ever seen. Much dead. Much wow. I'm just sad. I I hoped it had never come to this. Molly's just standing in the back. I really don't think you guys need too much help, so uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> I'll see you later. He basically walks off and Kelsey's falling behind. Have fun. Bye. In my mind, Amali has done his job dutifully. The only thing I wanted him to do, and he did a good job, not have our CC get murdered or taken. Oh, I thought you were going to say protect Cerulean. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I see that you guys are doing pretty good up here. Uh, so uh, there's nothing I can do. I mean, unless you want me to climb up there and like push him off or something. But, you know, I think you got this. Taylor's going to grab the second axe. Okay, sure. Go ahead. And throw it right into this man's butt. Okay. Nope. That's a neg. That's a one. Uh, you throw the axe, but it actually it it spins and it lands in the wooden side of this black wagon. 
and it appears to be stuck. <clears throat> this man is just on the roof. Taylor is a man who is being thoroughly humbled. I, I want to go check on the man who got thrown off the off the thing. I'm, I'm checking on the, the Yo, man. He'll check. Y- Yugi, what's his pulse? 18. He appears to have been trampled to death. Oh, no. <gasps> the driver's dead. Nothing my science can do here. Um, can I attempt to climb up the ladder to get on top of the wagon? Sure. 13 to attempt to climb wagon via ladder. You're able to climb it. Because uh, I'm, I'm up on the corner now. You're up on the corner. You see the man on the roof and you see that uh, the axe that was overshot by Alan is laying on the roof. I mean, I can't do anything no, else. You can't. I, I uh, use my first move action and then second move action. Uh, so then it is Finnevere's turn. Actually, uh, Charles move. I'll just, fine, I'll climb up to the top of the wagon as well. So you're just going to climb it straight up, no ladder? Yeah, I may, I may not be. That, we'll that, see. That Uh-oh. doesn't look too good. We have a total of a 10. No, no, no. You try to climb. You you manage to get on top of one of the wheel spokes. Um, your weight is actually enough to break one of the spokes on the wheel. I'm a big man. Big boy. You could have just moved to the ladder. Finivir, it's your turn. Seeing as that guy's taunting, I will with heavy heart, but still, not to let things go to waste, Take this obviously dead man, or I'm gonna I'm looting him. All right. So. Two instances of looting the body mid combat. Let's go. Okay. So, um, Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor. Actually, I think he goes before you. Anyway, um, so the man is spanking his butt while he's like looking back. It finally occurs to him to look around. He looks up and he realizes he's all by himself, and he sees Alfred standing on the side of the wagon. Uh, he goes and he aims to grab the axe, which is only about 10 feet away from him. So he makes a move and picks it up as part of his move. Now it is Alan Taylor's turn. He has moved back into, towards the center of the wagon. Will it take my entire turn to climb to the top of the wagon? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. All right. Climb Roll check. the climb. 22. And you are now on top of the wagon. And there is now a thoroughly furious Alan Taylor. <laughs> The man looks very troubled. Bordering on the line of barbarian rage. This man is about to spontaneously convert all three levels of fighter into barbarian. <laughs> he, he holds out his hands like saying, like, wait, stop. I didn't I, mean it. Like I thought he was looking at me, though. <laughs> he can look at both of you. He, he becomes aware. Alfred, it is your turn. Okay. I am going to... I'm going to go back down the ladder. <laughs> We need to get you some non-explosive like throwing gesture? weapons. Just gesture. I, I no. So the the guy walked over, picked up his axe, and I went nope back down the ladder. Nope. Okay, I just waved and went back down the ladder. Ain't having none of that. That is the end of Alfred's turn. Then it is the bandit's turn. Um, he is within ten foot reach of you, by the way. Mm-hmm. But he is going to withdraw. He leaps off the top of the wagon, landing in the dirt, stumbling just slightly before taking off and running into the grass where he is now concealed. You have a few options. You can pursue him or you can let him go to live another day. Taylor, being thoroughly humbled, will decide to uh, cut his losses. Just let him go. There's no point to senselessly waste life. This was just self-defense. The combat ends. Uh, You get... 3,400 experience divided between all of you. Smoot, I know you wanted to loot the one bandit's body. The bandit that you killed that you were looting had studded leather, a buckler, a composite longbow, plus one strength, 20 arrows, and 
an axe, a hand axe. You can pretty much look up what the stats are for most of these. And for the bandit, Finnevere, that you have, same thing. Uh, okay. So the combat is over. Unfortunately, one dead Orok, the driver for the black wagon, is also dead. So both of them have passed on to the next life, wherever that is. And you guys remain at the front, but you hear the back door of the black wagon unlock and Popeye comes out. You may have earned your keep for the rest of today. For the rest of this journey. I appreciate everything that you have done. Now, unfortunately, I think our journey is going to have to continue a bit slower. And by the time we reach Nuern, we'll probably have to stay there a few days longer than anticipated. Unfortunately, we have some... Repairs to do, she looks at the spoke on the ground. And also, we'll probably need to have another mount prepared for dragging the wagon. So, get back inside of your wagons. We'll have to manage, but we should be at Noor in the next few days. Take some time to rest, and we will discuss a few of your costs later. She goes back inside and closes the wagon door. And I assume you guys load back up in the wagons? I would check on Cerulean to make sure he's okay. Cerulean is A-okay. Wonderful. Yep. The most important thing. Amali and Cece are inside. Taylor will uh, spend as much time as it takes helping the other caravan members clean up the unfortunate corpse of the Orok. Yeah. Everyone just kind of leaves the dead driver, I guess. No, I would do... I would... Uh... Benavir has a respect for the dead, regardless of side. Uh, he would... Uh, take the two dead bandits and take them to the side and put their arms crossed and put them in a respectful manner to the side of the road. And I would attempt to figure out if the driver has Mexican, if we should be taking the body with us. Okay. If someone else is yeah, taking care I, of that already, that's fine. I'd, I'd be uh, helping Finn with the bodies and finding out if, like, do we take the driver with us? Do we bury him here? When you live on the road, you die on the road. That is a part of being a traveling merchant. It is the way of life. So they bury the body on the side of the road. The Orok um, is sliced and diced and made into food, as Alan Taylor would probably do in general in any way. Several days now pass by, and while the majority of your travel was inside of the wagon during the times that you got to peer outside again, you see that the landscape was relatively flat some hills here and there, the occasional boulder, and lots of tall grass, and a lot more people keeping their eyes peeled for any more bandits. But on top of that, you also had the fresh, clean air of the open plains. But now, strangely, even with the doors and windows closed at times, a putrid odor permeates the cabin and is inescapable outside. All of you can make a fortitude save. Nope. That's a one. Wait, 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 wait. 16. Sorry, that's a four. 16 for Smoot. Nine for Finnevere. Five. So both Alfred and Alan, you're nauseated. The smell of, you know, like moss and like rotting, just like algae, like that really bad odor that kind of comes from being in a wetland sometimes. Bogs. Yep. You guys, occasionally as you're riding along, you hear the sound of wet ground squelching beneath the wheels of the wagon. Swarms of insects, frogs, and other strange creatures chirp in the wetland around you. 
And as you breach the top of a small hill, you see the village of Newern, situated on a large mound surrounded by a marsh. What you see, a smallish village that appears to be trying to build itself up, a village that has a large wooden perimeter surrounding it, and in some areas of the village, you see there are wooden walkways stretching between some of the houses situated on pylons. But there's no mistaking it. You finally arrived at Newern. And that is where we're going to end off on today's episode of The Gate Chronicles. Woo! Ooh, Good job, guys. I know that was, a, that was a combat. I thought that was fun having some kind of creepy insect creatures. I just wanted to get the kill. Really humbling combat. Hey, guess what? Guess who won't have 13 HP next episode? That <gasps> guy. You're leveling guy. up? Yep. Yay. I only needed like 150 XP. Thank you guys so much for listening. And by you guys, I mean you foundlings. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. I really hope you enjoyed that, whatever that was. Uh, yeah, slog fests. You know how it goes. But you know, there's going to be a lot more social stuff coming up. Who knows? Maybe they could get into a fight. It depends on Alan Taylor, I guess. Or Amali. But you know what, foundlings, if you have been enjoying the series, please consider going and leaving us a review on iTunes, Podchaser, or wherever you listen to our podcast that you're able to leave a review because that really helps us out. And that tells other listeners that our podcast might be just the thing for them. And not only that, if you want to support the podcast in other ways, you know you can go to our store on our webpage and get merchandise. We got hats, we got stickers, we got other cool things, and we're working on adding more to the store. Or you can even go to our Patreon where you can really directly support us by donating whatever amount that you want and you can get cool prizes and rewards back in return. So thank you again, Foundlings, so much for listening. Make sure you go to our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram and follow us and maybe start doing some retweets. And also you can use hashtags if you ever have anything really cool you want to share with us. You can also tag us, as I said, at RollFound on Twitter and Instagram. And guess what, guys? We're also streaming on Twitch. Who knew? Wow. Yeah. Just search us on Twitch as Missing Role Player Found and you'll see us uh, streaming Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays for now. So, foundlings, we will see you next next week on The Gate Chronicles. Bye. Bye. Bye.